2: Hour number two here on WEI. And also the final hour. This little two-hour show. is kind of nice. You know, get into it. Then you, before you know it, you're at home eating Thanksgiving dinner. And reminder, if you have any Thanksgiving football scores, send them in. I'll read them at the end of the show. We have a decent amount to get to in this uh, hour here. I am going to talk some Boston Bruins. We are going to talk about what we're thankful for in Boston sports in our next segment. But uh, I do have a call on the line here. Aaron in Norwich. Aaron, welcome into the program.
0: Hey, how's it going? I just wanted to ask you guys a question in the
2: land of make-believe here. The Uh, land of make-believe. All right, here we go.
0: Bill Belichick goes to a uh, a NFC team. The Patriots are suddenly really good, make the playoffs, go to the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick's team goes to the Super Bowl. What would you guys think if, if? Bill Belichick would play against the Patriots in a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, what's that GIF? Uh, not great, Bob. Right? Not great. <laughs> yeah. that, that's kind of what I would think. Of. Thank you very much for the call, Aaron. And, and just you know, quickly on this because we've seen a lot of reports, speculation. It's Bella It might be Belichick's last year. Where would he go? Like, I, look, I still think there's a solid chance Bills back next year. But if he's not, to the callers, I know it's land of make believe. Point. If I'm Bill, I'm only going somewhere that I can win a Super Bowl. Dallas. The Chargers, right? Teams like that. Like, I'm only going to a place where I'm like, hey, I can go there and I can put this team over the top. And if I'm the Patriots, if that's what he wants to do and I can get compensation from them, then fine. But I I think that is the, like, that's why, like, the Commanders is an intriguing one to me. And, but I just think they're far enough away from winning a Super Bowl. I don't know if Belichick would really want to go there. I think, in theory, he would like Washington. You know, he grew up not far, I think, from Annapolis, but. I don't think they're close enough to winning a Super Bowl for him to really actually want to go there. But a team like the Chargers with that roster, the Cowboys with that roster, I think those are teams he might look at and say, Hey, if I go there, all of a sudden you know, we're in business and we can be really good, you know, pretty quickly and, you know, contend for a Super Bowl. So I think that's possible. We did have a text. Uh, following up our last uh, discussion, the NFL's doing, it's from the 603, the NFL's doing the right thing by making the rules to protect players. You know, the game is so fast that these players are colliding at car crash equivalent speeds. Look, uh, the 603 texter, I don't disagree that the game is so physical and violent, but it's just sometimes these rule changes ring hollow to me when you add an entire another game without an extra bye week and now these guys are doing these collisions for an entire extra 60 minutes of football. So I understand your point. Yeah. hey, they, they have made some rules to make it safer, but I think the safest thing would to not have a 17th game and have your offensive line be able to develop by actually playing in the preseason. But, Jackson, we've got to talk about the Boston Bruins here. Okay. Yes. We have to talk about the Boston Bruins because the Boston Celtics are the best team in the NBA. The Boston Bruins, who won a record 65 games last year, and we thought, hey, 65 games. Obviously, we know what happened in the playoffs. As far as I'm concerned, that series is still tied three-three. Game seven never happened. But yeah, okay, they'll be good. And I personally thought they would win less regular season games, but maybe go deeper in the playoffs. Maybe win around. And look, they're not going to win 65 regular season games. They're 14 one and three after last night's game against the Florida Panthers. The Bruins last night they win three to one. They get goals from uh, John Beecher, Charlie Coyle, and the third one was from Jake DeBrusque. Matthew Patra has an assist in that game as well, as does Danton Heiden and Jacob So, And I think uh, Hampus Lindholm had an assist as well. Lena Suelmark, 27 saves on 28 shots. I mean, this is a team that they lost Patrice Bergeron, they lost David Krejci, they lost Tyler Bertuzzi, and on Thanksgiving Day, they have the most points in the NHL at 31. I mean, it's pretty. I think, honestly, I knew they would be a good team, Jackson. How about you? I did not think at Thanksgiving they would be the best team in the NHL.
0: You know what? I, and you know, I can, you can say this and you can believe me or not, but I thought they would be just as good as last year. Really? But I don't know how we can not feel a tad snake bitten, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I'm a little, you know, you get nervous because...
2: Oh, I'm expecting them to break my heart in April or May. Don't well, get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I know that. I'm a Bruins fan, so I know they're going to break my heart.
0: It's that, and but, that is going to... I don't know what the hell we're going to do around here if that happens again. But, I mean, but with the, both the Bruins and the Celtics, you can't just help but yeah. be a little bit nervous about the, uh, the similarities to uh, last season. But, you know, they're on a run, man. And, and the, the win-loss record for Monty is incredible. Yeah.
2: And by the way, you know who was uh, second in the NHL in points? Who is it? Bruce Cassidy in the Vegas course, Golden Knights yeah. at 30. But the Bruins, right. So for them to lose David Krejci, for them to lose Patrice Bergeron, and to come out, and look, Pavel Zaka has been really good. Matthew Patra, I mean, this we're talking about a 19-year-old kid. Four goals, five assists, including the assist last night. He's a plus three in just under 15 minutes of ice time per game. And the Bruins have 14 points in the standings in November alone. We still have a week left in November. I mean, this team is They're
0: playing. Patra is just um,
2: what know, a, revelation. That it's guy a breath is. of fresh air, right? Because like, what did we say for, I feel like, 10 years? Hey, they don't have center depth behind Bergeron and Krejci. And then, of course, they traded for Coyle. And he's has been a great third-line center. But it was always, what are they going to do in Bergeron and Krejci leave? What are they going to do in Bergeron and Krejci leave? And credit to Don Sweeney. He identified Pavel Zak as a guy, hey, this guy can play center. And Matthew Patra, like I said, absolute revel. We're talking about nine points for a guy who's 19 years old. We're at Thanksgiving. And if you look at the way they're winning some of these games, like, okay, they had the back-to-back blowouts over Buffalo and Montreal, but they've been grinding out a lot of wins, which I think in the long term is a good thing because these 5-2 to wins against Buffalo and Montreal, and I feel like last year, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they had a lot of... Four to one, five to one wins. Yeah, they had a where, lot of games that. Well, they were cruising. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's almost better that you can grind out these wins because when you get to the playoffs, that's how you're you going to do it. You, you might fight have for the wins. Yeah, you might have one win in a series where it's four nothing or five one, but for the most part, if you're going to win playoff series, you're going to have to grind out wins. I mean, you go back. I mean. Nashville three to two, L.A. four to two. That's exactly you know? what
0: Mike Milbury said uh, uh, last uh, last week on the Greg Hill Show. He yeah. he talked about how they're playing a very playoff style of hockey, right which now. is
2: good. And you look at they've played Florida twice. They won three to two in overtime at the end of October, and they won three to one last night. They went to Dallas and won three to two. So look, obviously, I would love for them to win every game five or six nothing, right? Yay, that'd be great. But in the reality, if you're going to win playoff games. You're going to have to grind those games out, and that to me has been the most encouraging thing about the Bruins that they've been able to grind out some of these wins. And Brad Marchand's first year as a captain, I'm going to give this guy credit. I mean, they went from Zdeno Chara, who was a captain for what 15 years, won a Stanley Cup. Then they go to Patrice Bergeron, who's a captain, and they get you know they in 2019 they're at the cup. They're kind of co-captains at that point. But the last few years, he's one of the best players in the NHL. He's a Hall of Famer. And then you have Marchand, a guy who, when he came up in 2011, oh, he's this you know rat grinder kind of guy. you know. But, hey, he scored in the four games they won in the 2011 Stanley Cup final. He scored five goals. So he had that scoring punch, but he always would go over the line. And Jackson, I think his maturity to go from that guy that, yeah, he has the offensive pop, but he always goes over the line to now a real-deal captain of the best team in the NHL on Thanksgiving – that to me is not really talked about. That it's, is it's very surprising, and but yeah. it's it's also you
0: can kind of see him grow up with the team. Like, yeah, that's a good point. In eleven in twenty eleven, he was he was a rat, and he he owned it, and he loved it, and he loved to uh, you know just get under guys' skin. And he know you know, I'm. Sh- it seems like he knows that that is not a uh, sustainable thing for a guy of you know his age and and whatnot. But it's just it, it is nice that he was able to get over the hump of, you know, people actually respect him and respecting him as a, you know, a veteran elder yeah. instead of a, uh, you know, young rat.
2: Yeah, and some of these, and, and I agree completely that there's growth in him. He's kind of grown with the core, if you will.
0: Bergeron, you yeah. know, and Bergeron is, you know, practically his big brother, and that, right. that, that can't be
2: bad, you know? Right, and, and I agree. And you look at some of the wins the Bruins have had. They've beaten Florida twice, who's second in their division. They had a close loss to Tampa Bay, but they've beaten Detroit, they've beaten Dallas. Like these are all teams that are going to be playoff teams. Like to Toronto, I meant Toronto, they beat in a shootout. These are all teams that are going to be playoff teams that are going to be in some cases Stanley Cup final contenders, and the Bruins are grinding out wins over them, which I think is a really encouraging sign obviously. It wouldn't be a Bruins segment if we didn't mention the unfortunate Milan Lucic situation. I think Kevin Paul Dupont had a really good column in the Boston Globe about that uh, earlier this week. I think his time with the Bruins probably you know should be over. Oh, yeah, at this point,
0: definitely, especially and, you know given the the you know the temperature
2: of the league yeah. and with this, these types of things. It's not the first time he's done something, and even one time is too many. But it's not the first time he's done something like this, and I think you know if we just look at it hockey perspective wise. He's been out injured. He has this situation. They haven't really missed a beat, hockey-wise. I mean, is-
0: it, it was he was a. A luxury, I guess you will, or, or almost a gimmick. You know his his yeah, return hey, to Yeah, it's Boston. fun to
2: have him back. Yeah, and yeah. So that to me, like, I they should move on from him for just moral and doing what's right reasons. Yeah,
0: and they came out right away and said that. Yeah, you know, they, they they're handling it. You know, as uh, well I guess as you, you can. can yeah. possible doing. You know. Yeah,
2: and, and for me, not only should they do it for the moral reasons because it's the right thing to do, but also they're not missing anything. I mean, this team has been. The best team in the NHL once again. And, of course, I know you mentioned it, Jackson. They'll probably break our heart in uh, April or May. But what's encouraging, again, Matthew Potra stepped in and played really well. Pavel Zaka's has elevated his game. Charlie Coyle had a hat trick a couple weeks ago. He's elevated his game. Because when you lose guys like Bergeron and Krejci, Bertuzzi, you're like, oh, and even Orlov, who I thought was really good for them down the stretch, it, it, you wonder how they're going to recover. And so far, they've been the best team in the NHL, and it's been great to see. Today is Thanksgiving, so we're going to spend the next segment talking about what we are thankful for in Boston sports. If you want to join in, feel free to text us or call in 617-779-7937. Tell us what you're thankful for in Boston sports. Because, Jackson, we're going to do something that doesn't happen a lot. We're going to try to do a positive positivity sports radio segment sports. coming up next. I like but it. But first, here's what's trending with Jackson. Jackson.
0: <laughs> Grish and Fourier,
1: weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
0: Your Boston Celtics beat the Bucks 119 to 116 on their return home with Jalen Brown leading the team with 26 points and 8 assists. Bruins take down the Panthers 3 to 1, getting goals from Beecher, Coyle, and DeBrusque. And your sl- slate of Turkey Day NFL games are as follows. The Packers at Lions at 1230, which you can hear right here on WEEI. And then the Commanders at Dallas at 430 and 49ers and Seahawks cap off Thanksgiving night when you're falling asleep on the couch with way too much turkey in your belly. eye ah, that is at nine at 820 tonight. That is what's trending on WEI and WEI.com.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is John Lyons on WEI. Thank you, India. Thank you, Taylor. You know, it's kind of
2: funny, Jackson. I think pretty much every song you've played so far today, I have no idea what it is. Is that right? Wow. Just about.
0: Yeah. I don't even know what I've played now that I think of it. Oh, well, I played the Thanksgiving
2: song. Yeah, okay. So I heard that. And then this is Thank You by
0: Linus Morissette. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. Hey. Play a Metallica song. Uh, Fantastic
2: uh, one from your new album. Hey, you know what? I'll I'll give you credit. I have no idea. Hey. Yeah. All right. So, Jackson, we're going to try to do something novel here. It is Thanksgiving Day. And for those that don't know, the way our hour is broken down, this segment is supposed to be about 20 or so minutes long, and I'm really excited for our Thanksgiving uh, high school football score segment at 1145, so feel free to send those in. If you have a game that's played Tuesday night, last night, game that's over this morning, game still in progress this morning, I would love to read those out. We're going to do something, though, for the next 20 minutes that uh, very few people in sports radio can do. We're going to try to spend the entire 20 minutes being positive. So, Jackson, I... I hope we can get the twenty minutes being positive.
0: I think yeah. we can. We uh, we you know we we try to ride the train of positivity on the morning show here. Yeah, sometimes, but us do a pretty good know, job with it. We try. Yeah, I like it. But you know yeah. you got you got to like you said. You got to be thankful. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. positivity is good.
2: Yeah. So we are going to give you one thing, at least one thing. We are thankful for from every team in town, or at least Celtics, Red Sox, Bruins, and Patriots. So I'm going to start with the Celtics. And I want to just say, honestly, I want to just say I'm thankful for the Celtics in general because they're the best team in the NBA and they've been awesome. But I'm really thankful for Brad Stevens for making the trade for Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Porzingis, 19.5 points a game, just under seven rebounds, just under two assists per game. And I mentioned earlier in the program, that's starting five plus 107. Next closest team is plus 50. If you missed any of that, you can go back and listen to it on WEI.com or on the Odyssey app. Make sure you check that out. But this starting five, so I'm thankful for Brad Stevens, and you can throw the Drew Holiday trade in there too for putting this elite, elite level starting five together. I mean, Brad Stevens,
0: what a, and that's another great revelation. You know, him stepping up from better being GM coach than to coach, be, way yeah. better. And, than and I than thought coach.
2: he was a fine coach. He was a but fine coach. Yeah. Better GM than coach. And um,
0: for for the as long as this, uh, we're talking about the Celtics, I I love Wick Grossbeck as an owner. The guy is honest, funny. Tells you what he's, you know, he tells you if he has a problem with anything, and um, and he's a rock and roll star. He plays guitar, or no, he plays drums in a band, I believe. And uh, he comes on on uh, the Greg Hill show all the time, and he's a friend of his, and uh, he's just a nice, really. You would never think that he was an owner of a team or you know a billionaire or whatever he is.
2: Yeah, no, it, and Robert Kraft's probably the. I know the Patriots are the worst team in town right now, but Kraft's won six Super Bowls. He's probably the best owner overall. Wick though, close second. Like not only good guy, but I mean. It, Jalen Brown signed the Supermax. Yep. Porzingis, that's a heavy financial investment. Tatum's going to get a Supermax next summer. And he has no problem spending the money. He's like, Yep. yep.
0: If if, it, if it'll get us he wins. He wants,
2: he cares. And that's one thing I give him. And I give Robert, and I, again, I know the Patriots have been bad this year, but I give him and Robert Kraft a lot of credit. Two owners that at their core are truly invested in winning championships. Yes, absolutely. I think we can question John Henry on that. We can question the Jacobs family at the Bruins on that. Wick and Kraft, totally invested in. In winning, and I think, you know, what do you want a good owner of a team to do? Be willing to spend money and hire good people to run the operation. Yeah, and so, that's, yeah, that's what Wick he's stays done.
0: out of yeah. the way if you and you know, unless he has to sometimes, but he'll he'll go in the locker room and you yeah. know, um, pump the guys up once in a while. So
2: yeah, I like that. Thankful for Wick Grouse. I'm thankful for Brad Stevens with Chris uh bringing Chris Tapp's English. And you're right, Brad Stevens is a GM. I mean, we talk about some of the he was able to swap Kemba Walker for Al Horford. He brings in Derek White. I mean, how many people in Boston really knew who Derek White was when they got him into 2022 trade deadline? Now he comes in, and his defensive rating last year was the same as Drew Holiday's. My opinion, third best player on the Celtics last year. Like, great player. Then he swings the Porzingis deal, and he promotes Missoula, but adds Cassell, adds Charles Lee to that staff that swings the Drew Holiday deal. I mean, Brad Stevens, to me, he's going to win a championship to solidify it, but I think so far... He's done a terrific job as a general and manager.
0: You mentioned the Kemba Walker trade, and I was so against that at first. I really like Kemba Walker as a player, but uh, I mean, it's it's worked out swimmingly.
2: Yeah, and that's and that's the thing too. He's been willing. Like Kemba Walker was a guy people liked. Marcus Smart was a guy people loved. He was willing to move. On. Robert Williams was a guy people loved. I mean, I loved Robert Williams, and he was willing to move on from them. So I'm thankful for Porzingis and Brad Stevens. You are thankful for Wick. Next up is the Boston Red Sox. And they finished in last place for the third time in four years. They were bad. But I do have something to be thankful for, Jackson. Uh, that's, that's, that's a tough stretch, but Tristan Casas hit ah. 263, 24 homers, 65 RBIs, in only 131 games. I think if he had played the full season, he may have either won Rookie of the Year. He would have at least gotten a he would have chunk in the, in, yeah, he would of have Rookie the of, the of the Year talks. votes. Because yeah. I think he was one of the three finalists or top three guys. But he would have gotten, I think, significant votes. And look. The Orioles and that young player development machine they have is phenomenal. But I think Casas, if he plays the full season, I think he gets significant rookie of the year votes. And what encourages me is he's got to work on his defense. I know it's inconsistent at first base. He'll get better, I think. He looks like a long term, middle of the order, big time bat, which is not only extremely valuable in the MLB, it's something they don't really have right now. I mean, and they have a good offense. But they don't have a lot of guys that can just line up and hit 40 home runs a year or 35 home runs a year. Casas to me looks like a guy that can do that. And I'm thankful for him.
0: Absolutely, it's fun to have a nice, you know, a good young bat too. It's you I say,
2: yeah, I, I think like the promise of a young player is always exciting. It is. And what have we seen in the last five years? They trade Mookie. Yep. They let Xander go. Right, all these some of these guys that came up through them gone. Cassis is a guy I think they need to make sure they keep around here for a long time. And they gotta get you. Um, they gotta get Shohei man. They gotta, they have or Yamamoto to, man.
0: Yeah, I mean that was a great move, but and maybe that's you know a sign of things to come. And um, you know now I'm talking about the Red Sox, I'm thankful for Pedro Martinez. I mean I know that's a uh, you know that's some low hanging fruit right there, but you know he could have retired from baseball and then kind of been out of the public eye. But I love that he's like over the last few years been, become more of a part of the organization. Yep you know doing um he, he does a lot of events with them and and he's i feel like he's got the ear of like you know at Alex Cora and um you know if, if he has a criticism or an or you know um advice i feel like he's he, you know one of the best people to give it cuz he's got such a good baseball mind i love hearing i can listen to him talk about pitching for hours he, he he's he's got a very analytical baseball mind, and uh, and he's quite a character. He's the man. I love him, Pedro Martinez. Yeah.
2: I enjoy listening to him, like when he's on MLB Network and yeah. stuff too. Like I think he does a great job w- with all that. And by the way, the uh, 1999 two thousand Pedro might be the best two year stretch of a pitcher ever. It's got to be like, right. Really, if you, I mean, if you break down the numbers, like his strikeouts, his his strikeout to walk ratio, the runs. I, even the games he lost those years, they were losing like one nothing, yeah. two to one game. Like it's nuts. Um, I'll never forget that. Uh, you know, mowing down the
0: top three guys in the All Star game at, at Fenway. When that he was
2: that. when he, six batters faced oh, five. So, yeah. Five of them. Stri- no, but you're right. Top three. Yeah, and six batters faced five of them strikeouts. Two of them
0: being what? Mark McGuire and Sammy Soso, and yeah, I think Ken Jr. Maybe. Yeah,
2: just absolute Hall of Fame level. Play. I think. Um, I don't know if it was like Lance Berkman was another one or something yeah, like that. Yeah, nope. it was. Yeah, it, but yeah, that was just awesome. But yeah, Tristan Casas to me, I do want to see this team, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow with Chris Shime. We got a fun Black Friday segment tomorrow coming up. But
0: Shime <laughs> is very Black Friday when it comes to the uh, Patriots.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right Not yeah, not in the good way. But right, but I'm all in on Yamamoto. Go get Yamamoto. Yeah. You know Yamamoto, right? So he's one. The Sawamira Award, which is the Japanese baseball equivalent of the Cy Young three years in a row. He's only the second pitcher to win it three years in a row. The other guy that did it played in the 1950s and 60s. You know what that guy's nickname was? I do not know. The Emperor. Oh, wow. When you're compared to a guy they called the Emperor, hey. I-, I want you on my team. And it's not just the fact that he's 25 years old, he has like a sub 2 ERA and he looks awesome on film. Uh, I just, they need multiple starting pitchers. But for the Red Sox, yeah, I am thankful. For Tristan Casas. I think this is a legit. Thank you, Dave Dombrowski, too, right? Brought him in. This is a legit middle of the order bat. For the Boston Bruins, Jackson? I, I mean, to, all you know, you're going to be. Again, I could be, like the Celtics, I could be thankful for the whole team, but I'm thankful for Matt Patra because yes. we talked We talked last segment. This was something for years. What are they going to do in Bergeron to create you? What are they going to do in Bergeron to create you? They have no depth, they have no centers that are coming up. Matthew Patra, 19 years old. He's 14 minutes, 38 seconds of ice time a game, four goals, five assists, and a plus three. He had assists last night, too, for his fifth one of the year. So this guy's a plus three with nine points, and he's come in, essentially been their second-line center on, on some nights third-line center, but essentially their second-line center. Have you really missed, and I and I don't want to slander Krejci here, but you really haven't missed Krejci that much. That's how good Potra's been. Yeah, and yeah, Krejci, you know... That and you was, will miss, and and again, I don't want to slander Krejci. You will miss him, and Krejci's an elite yeah. passer. But the point is, that's how good patra has been. And
0: he was slowing down towards the end. Krejci was. It felt like he got a little bit tired at the end of the season last year. Yeah. But, um, in, in, and he was another one of those kind of not... It wasn't quite gimmicky to have him come back, but it was definitely, uh, it was uh, you know, kind of a hometown thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that he would have been... Second-line center on another team.
2: I agree. Team. Oh, yeah, I think it was Bruins or Buster. Much like Bergeron, I think, last year was Bruins or bust for him. And But with, with Patra, you have Zaka now playing one center. Yeah. You have Coyle playing another. You have Patra. You're doing – I mean, again, you're the best team in the NHL on Thanksgiving with a 19-year-old is one of your key pieces. So I am – again, I don't know where they found this guy. I don't know who sc- – whoever scouted Matt Patra – I want to give that guy a high five. Yes. Like, what a job finding him. Great job developing him pretty quickly, too. But, yeah, I'm thankful. So,
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I did, I've never heard his name up until, you know, the beginning. Opening of the night, season. yeah, yeah. yeah until much. the
2: pre, they're, they're in training camp. I'm like, who is Matt? And I was, like, pronouncing it wrong. I'm like, Matthew po- Poitras? Poitras? Yeah. What? I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm like, who is this guy? Then in the preseason, I'm like, oh, he he looks okay. And then the season starts, I'm like, Oh, they got He had that nine-game limit. Whether to you know, send him down or keep him yeah, up, yeah. I'm like, and, yeah, like he, I think two games in, I'm like, yeah, keep him up, keep him up. Yeah, do, do not send this guy out ever. I think
0: Monty said like in like four, within the first four games that yeah. you know, we're not making any changes right now. And why would you? So, I mean, I wonder how he's doing compared to Conor and Bedard. Is he? Bedard? Uh, Bedard's, I, Bedard's still,
2: been awesome. Is yeah, he been Bedard's doing been, good? Yeah, yeah, Bedard's been fantastic. Bedard's putting the Blackhawks on his back credit to him
0: i'm thankful the bruins haven't traded one of the goals yet i mean all
2: right it's, uh, good thing you're not the producer of the afternoon show because <laughs> you would have some disagreements with our friend adam Jimson. yes i know well it's it's a tough decision because
0: you know you you gotta ride with the one guy but it's uh, it's some what a what a luxury to have a you know a 1a in a 1a in, yeah. in goal you know
2: i i agree and i, I think look if you could trade the goaltenders like i know that deal that was out there, you get Leon Dreisidel back from Edmonton. I like, mean, that would be oh, Okay, the only thing uh, yeah, alright, maybe I. but, first of all, I think two goaltenders are extremely valuable during the regular season, and I know traditionally teams have only gone with one goalie in the postseason. I think you can go with two in this situation, because these two guys are both so good. It's not your traditional, hey, we have one great guy and another pretty good guy. No, you have two great guys. So look, If you can trade one for Leon Dreisaitl, fine. Otherwise, go with both this season. And I think the biggest mistake the Bruins made last year in the playoffs was in Game 5, not starting Swayman. Yeah, absolutely. Because Ulmark was a little bit hobbled. I think if you start Swayman that night, at the very least, Game 6. I mean, the Bruins had, and I don't want to be negative here, they had (laughs) leads in Game 6 and Game 7 in the third period. But Game 7 was Swayman's first time playing. I think if he's out there in Game 6, I think you win. So I, I think, first of all, for health in the playoffs, but also, I think they are a unique situation where both goalies are so great and place. I mean, Omar won the Vesna. Swayman was a top three, top four goalie last year. And,
0: that, and the, the funny thing about that is we had Mike Milbury on. He, if he were to trade one of the goalies, it would be Omar. He he, yeah. he thinks Swayman is the is the guy to, to you know. And Spielberg's Swayman is guy.
2: younger, so I get it for the long term. I, I do, but. Like, I would be perfectly open to them being in a playoff series. You start Ulmark, Ulmark the first three, four games, and then game four or five, you put Swayman out there. And, and even if you don't win that game, then Ulmark is fresher for the next game. Yeah. Or if you win that game, boom, you win that game, right? But I, I think, again, normally you can't do that. I think these guys are so good that it's a unique neat, unique situation. Excuse me. We do have a texter from the 60, 603 can't get my words out right now, Jackson.
0: I think you know what it is. Well, at least you're not on the radio um, or anything. Yeah, at
2: least I'm not on the radio, right? You know, I'm a little tired and I'm looking forward to turkey and mashed potatoes. So I think I just want to get to that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we do have a texter from the 603. What about Beecher and Lowry? And I think Mason Lowry's been great. John Beecher's been really good. Yeah, Beecher. Beecher I mean, had a goal yeah, last night, right? He did, yep. Like he's been, and that's a guy, first round pick at the time, probably a reach. And I'm not telling you he's a star, but he's a solid. Bottom six type forward. Gives you good minutes. Scored a goal last night. So, yeah, text her from the 603. Yeah, sure. I'm thankful for those guys, too. Now, Jackson, we have our work cut out for us. Oh, well. well oh, what are we way, thankful one, for? Oh, go ahead. One yes. last
0: Bruins thought is I, I'm thankful for hockey in general because I don't know if you saw the, the DeBrusque fight yesterday, but in DeBrusque was in a fight and, uh, in, in the stands A a kid couldn't have been older than five, just with his arms up in the air, like happy, like the happiest you'll ever see a little kid in hockey. Two guys just punching the hell out of each other. And uh, I don't know, I love hockey. It is nice to
2: live in a city that cares about hockey, too. But now we have our work cut out for us because we need to find something to be thankful for from the two and eight New England Patriots. So, Jax, I'm going to let you go first here. (laughs) Well, Do you have uh, something you're thankful for from the two and eight Patriots? For, I'm thankful for, uh, for
0: Jelani Tavai. We have him on the morning show every week on um, Patriots Friday, and he's a funny guy. He he was telling us that um, over the bye week, he's rejuvenated and got his ch- a little bit of his childhood back because he went to uh, Disney World just him and his girl. And uh, I mean, say what you will about adult Disneyers. Um, I believe our boss is one of those, so I'm not going to I'm not going to slander them. No too bad, comment, but- right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's uh, I just you know imagine seeing Jelani Tavai, I don't know, you know, it's a small world after all. I love that. And he's a really funny guy. He's good. Good on the radio.
2: Yeah, and Tavai this year, thirty five tackles, one sack, one force fumble, one interception. Pro and, football focus grade so far this year, eighty seven point five, which on their grading scale is on the higher like that that's a great grade. I mean, he's stepped in. I think he's been with, really
0: good. With Judah now, you know, he stepped in really well. And I mean in yeah. that head of hair, wow, that's you know, I'm jealous, Troy
2: Polamalu esque. Yeah, I have a hat on in the studio for a reason. Put <laughs> that put it that way. I'm jealous. So Giovanni Tavai is a good one. I, I am thankful for him. I think he's been really good. And when you look at this team, they're two and eight, missed the playoffs. What can you build on for the future? And I uh, think he's a guy. He's yeah, I'm, I'm, one of the, you know, Barmore, Judon, Gonzalez, Duggar, Tavai's one of those guys. I think you want to look at and say, hey, we want him. On the 2024-2025 Patriots, 2026 Patriots. You
0: know, you you said it was going to be hard to be positive about this team, but you just actually made me feel really good when you said, you know, Jelani Tavai, Gonzalez, Judon, Duggar, Barmore. I mean, that's that's a foundation you can definitely build We talked about this earlier in
2: the show. They actually invested on defense wisely the last five years, and the defense is really good. Yeah. They just got to do that on offense. But, thankfully, there's two things I am thankful for for the Patriots, Jackson. Two. I'm breaking the rules here. I'm doing two. That's all right. The first one is DeMario Douglas. 30 catches, 361 yards. I love this draft pick. And by the way, folks, if you want great draft coverage, Mike Cadlick at WEI.com, the Six Rings podcast. They do a great job. They get in the weeds. I'm also involved with the New England Football Journal draft coverage. We do a terrific job there. Please check us out and check out EEI's draft coverage as well. But the reason I bring that up, when they drafted him, some of us were excited, like, "Hey, this guy could be that, you know, kind of quick slot." That you know, it was Troy Brown, then Wes Welker, then Julian Edelman. They haven't had that guy since Edelman got hurt and retired a few years ago. I didn't expect him to be their best receiver, though, and and part of that's a commentary on the receivers haven't been good, but he's been arguably their best receiver, at the very least, their quickest receiver. And it's nice that he overcame
0: the benching, too. Yes, I agree. That that could have derailed him uh, in a major way, like Matt Jones-esque. But uh, he had the mental fortitude to come back from that and and strive now. Yeah,
2: I think since he's come back, he's been great. Absolutely. I think he's played really well. So I'm thankful for him. I think he's another guy that when you look at, you know, what do you watch the rest of this year for 2024? That's a guy I think could be a real part of what they do in 2024 and 2025. And the other thing... I'm thankful for it, Jackson. There's a lot of good talent in college football this year because the Patriots are going to be drafting probably in the top ten in the first round, top ten in the second round, top ten they could have three picks in the top one hundred
0: all right right now there's a
2: lot of good college players right
0: here. now, gun to your head q b one of the
2: top three elite ones
0: or. Marvin Harrison Jr.
2: So, if they're at third overall, the QBs are probably gone. So, I would go Marvin Harrison Jr. And then I love Jaden Daniels out of LSU. Like, I would pick him in the second round. I think, like, these next seven weeks are really pivotal because let's just say, again, we're trying to be positive in this unique segment. Let's say Mac Jones is actually, like, plays and is good for these last seven weeks. I mean, and he's got to like, do something to up his stock. And, and you're he, like, if he does play, and you're all. like, oh, well, maybe we can try to give it another shot with him then you can say, hey, we're going to draft Harrison, we're going to draft one of the great tackles in this draft. Normally I go, would go with an offensive tackle there because it's more dependable and I think offensive line is still more important than receiver. But I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is such a unique talent, I would want him there.
0: Wiki says yeah. that he could be a game changer for yeah. any team he goes to. He I, I agree. immediately elevates the, like, the offense. He's like a
2: Jamar Chase type. Guy. Yeah. Like, you know, they pick Jamar Chase at fifth overall, he comes in, he's a star right away. So I would go Marvin Harrison, Jr. I do like Drake May. I like Caleb Williams. My ideal draft is they get Marvin Harrison, Jr., and then in the second round either Jaden Daniels or a really good offensive tackle. Or yeah, but first. then who's playing quarterback if Mac fizzles out? It'd be Jaden Daniels to me. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Drake, yeah Drake. that's the thing. So these next seven weeks are going to tell us a lot because who knows? What if they, you know, mess around and win three more games and they're like I mean, picking seventh?
0: That seems like know? a very Belichick yeah. thing to do, too. Yeah. But and then and but Belichick's not going to start a rookie quarterback next year either way, I don't think. I mean, who knows? And well, he, he gets, did with Mac. You know, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But
2: the other thing too is, if you draft a rookie quarterback, you have to get rid of Mac Jones. You can't. Yeah. Like, you can't have, like, you could conceivably have Bailey Zappi start a year and a rookie take over. I don't think that would work with no. Mac Jones, the guy who was your first round pick, was your starter, had these issues with the coaching staff last year. All these things go wrong. I don't think he's a guy that's going to keep anybody's seat warm, especially here. And then if he gets beat out and he's your backup quarterback, I think that's a really awkward situation too. So I think if you do draft a quarterback in the first two rounds and in camp he looks good, you're probably – Mac Jones is not here. And maybe he's not even here before that. So that's something to watch. But, yeah, I am thankful because there is a lot of really good college talent and it's at the – like there's good quarterbacks in college. There's good tackles. There's good receivers. There's good tight end. Look how good Brock Bowers is. Like there's good players at all the positions the Patriots – might need, so I am thankful yes. for that. And to Mario Douglas. So,
0: how about that, Jackson? Wow, we were positive. And to cap it off, I'm thankful for this job because it's uh, <laughs> it's a very unique and fun job. Yeah. And um, the other day we were frying, deep frying a turkey on the Great kill I heard show.
2: everyone survived. Yes. Every.
0: Yep. And uh, it was good. You know, Curtis did survive. Um, but uh, Ty Law was on the show at that point. And I had an unfortunate incident when I was bending down trying to film it for Twitch where I mooned the entire western side of Odyssey, Boston, and uh, they caught me on on the morning show on Mix 1041 doing it. So that was very embarrassing. But the fact that a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Famer, and, you know, of Ty Law's caliber knows who I am and said, uh, and I quote, man, Jackson's letting it all hang out. That just tickled me fancy. I don't know.
2: It, it, it was, there
0: you go. It's great to hear uh, uh, all of Famer say just, your name, even if he's it, talking about you mooning the entire building. It
2: sure is, and I'm, I'm glad that no one died in the deep frying. Yeah. Uh, no, Rob on a golf
0: course was our safety instructor, and he good. helped. Good. You know, it was I, good. I, I'm
2: glad. Yeah, I'm also thankful. Should, should I say nice things about Ken right now on air and say how thankful I am for this job? Oh, yeah. No, Ken. Or, uh, or oh, would he come here and say, stop talking about me, get out of here? I've already yeah. written him a, hand, a handwritten note wow. and slid it under his door. Wow. <laughs> You want to sign my name on that? Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. Hey, I'm really excited for this next segment. And by the way, we just went 20 minutes on Sports Talk Radio in Boston and said all positive things. Yes. I think that's worth a Marconi in itself. All right. So you know what? I think your lead on the Greg Hill Show on Monday – needs to be, we were positive for a whole 20 minutes. You need to jump in with a lead and tell them that it can be done. Okay. And not just them, but the world. I have an
0: interest. Actually, I do have a lead planned for Monday, which is uh, odd because all the cast members are going to be there. But here's a little uh, big market tease. Uh, I have a very funny inside the warped female brain that I have to present to Courtney, and that is going to be a hell of a segment. I'm I'm
2: sure that's going to go over very well. Yes. But maybe you could try to be positive about it. But I'm really excited for this next segment because... Today's a special day in New England, high school football-wise. We have a lot of high school rivalries taking place, whether it was last night or today, Thanksgiving football game. So we have some scores here. Some people have sent them in. Please continue to do that. We're just going to spend the last few minutes of this show giving a shout-out to some of the great high school football players and coaches across New England.
0: Yes, and uh, Coach Wiggy. Uh, right now, it's uh, a little bit of a close one, eight to seven. They are down one point with the th- uh, middle
2: left in the third. So let's go, Coach. Let's go, Wiggy. All let's right, go We'll see how that looks when we come right back here on WEI. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want. Final segment I'm John at Lyons. Got Jackson behind the glass, and I've been looking forward to this segment for a while because. You know, we're all football fans obviously but I think one unique tradition we have here in New England is the Thanksgiving morning and sometimes Wednesday night football game so I appreciate everybody sending in their scores want to give some shout outs here we got a few minutes left in the program first up Bishop Fian last night ended their season on a high note defeating Bishop Stang 31 to 6 on Thanksgiving Eve so Thanksgiving Eve so great job to Bishop Fian uh, Abington right now coach Jim Kelleher of Abington. Jackson, he's been coaching there for 50 years. Oh, my. 530 games. Today is his final game after 50 years of coaching. I think they've won four Super Bowls. I remember I was in the stands in 2002. They won their first Super Bowl. They beat Tingsboro that year. Sorry, Tingsboro, if you're listening. But they won that game. That was actually at Brockton High. Ironically, they played Super Bowls at Brockton High back then before Gillette Stadium. But, well, let's hope this is not Wiggy's last game. No, <laughs> let's hope not. We're going to get to Wiggy in a minute, but Coach Kelleher in his final game after 50 great years of coaching Abington High, 40-6 to right now over Whitman-Hanson. So it looks like a big Thanksgiving win on its way for them, 40-6 to in the second half, Coach Kelleher in his final game. Right now, Needham leads Wellesley 13-7 to at the end of the third quarter. Uh uh, Melrose and Wakefield are t- locked in a close battle. Boston Latin defeated Boston English nineteen to six. Framingham just got a safety. Framingham High—they're up nine to seven in their Thanksgiving game. Uh, we mentioned Coach Wiggy. That game right now is actually—you can see it live on YouTube. Coach Wiggy's game. That is, I believe, still eight seven. Jackson still eight
0: seven. Yep, they are uh,
2: trying. Oh no, not 14-7 to come now. Yeah, oh. fourteen. Yeah, Bridgewater-Raynham is up on Brockton. They just literally just scored. A touchdown. They are kicking the extra point right now. Bridgewater Rainham just went up 15-7. to There's about nine, just over nine minutes to go in that game. So a lot of good uh, Catholic Memorial at halftime. They're up 15-14 to over BC High. Uh, North Quincy and Quincy locked in a tight battle. Uh, Foxborough is 17-14, I think I see in that game coming in. So got some uh, end of the third quarter, Wakefield is up 7-3 to on Melrose. Wow, so we got some pretty good Thanksgiving action, I would say so far, Jackson. Thanks.
0: There's good nothing stuff. like a uh, a nice, fun Thanksgiving high school football game. It's all joy, you know. Even if they, you know, the teams lose, these kids, you know, they feel like rock stars out there. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Dennis Yarmouth, twenty-one. Nossett, at eighteen. Uh, that was the halftime score from a little while ago. So not sure the score right now, but that was the halftime score there. Uh, Newburyport, 30-12 to in their Thanksgiving game. I think that's in the... Uh, Bishop Fenwick was up 25-3 to late in the third quarter. I think that game's in the fourth quarter now. So we got a lot of great Thanksgiving action. We've got about a minute left here if anyone wants to send any more uh, scores in. Thank you for all those that sent scores in. And we actually have a full day of NFL action coming up. I'm pretty excited. It's going to start off with Detroit in Green Bay. Looking forward to that game. The night game, San Francisco and Seattle. Jackson, I know i got to wake up at 4 a.m. to come here tomorrow. I can't wait to watch that San Francisco-Seattle well, game. Well, there tonight.
0: should be a hell of a nap at some point going on today. You know, so I, think, I think you'll so be alright. My right.
2: family's coming over around 2 o'clock. If you're listening right now, please don't come over before 2 because I'm going to go home and take a nap right about now. But it's been a pleasure being here on this Thanksgiving morning. Love the opportunity. Jackson, it was a pleasure working with you. Thanks for getting up with me. You got it, man. Absolutely. Happy thank Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. And Jackson and I will be back tomorrow morning with Chris Scheim at 6 a.m. Until then, have a wonderful day and a wonderful Thanksgiving.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours